And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. To Real Dudes Podcast, the greatest indie gaming podcast where we talk about indie games, we talk to their developers, we talk to their composers, we talk to each other, you know, the whole shindig shabam bam, ding dong. Uh, with me, I've got Carrington. Hey, hey, hey. Carrington. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, uh, last week, uh, the 2018... Video Game Awards took place over in Los Angeles, and uh, some great games won awards, and I think what I'm most excited about is the announcements for upcoming games. Um, but I have one thing to say about that. Mm-hmm. World premiere. <laughs> World premiere. Real Dudes Podcast. A new mini-episode featuring... <laughs> K and K in the morning, world premiere. Shabam! Anyway, yeah. Um. So there, there's uh some indie games that were um, nominated. Of course, Celeste being one of them for Game of the Year, mm-hmm. um, which unfortunately did not make it. But in my opinion, we'll talk about that in our final episode of the year and what game that we think should have been Game of the Year because I still. Think that we are thinking a lot of like here, Carrington. I think so. I think so. The more I think about Game of the Year, the more I look at the list of yeah. the, all the games we've played over the year. Uh, it was uh, it was actually a really good ga- a really good year for indies. Another great year for just gaming in general. I agree. Um, so I'm just gonna go down a list here. Okay. And you can tell me your thoughts as we go along. Um, let's see. Maybe I'll go up the list here. Okay. So. Like I said, there were quite a bit of indie games that uh, did win, and man, this is a lot bigger list than I thought. Uh, it we'll is just, a huge list of everything yeah, that they had on. We will just go through some of the highlights. So, uh, best strategy game. I know that you grew up playing real-time strategy games, and there's quite mm-hmm. a few games that you enjoy playing. Uh, Into the Breach one by Subset Games. From the makers of FTL, world premiere. World premiere. Uh, I have not played this yet. When it released on Switch, as a, it was a Switch exclusive, I heard nothing but good things. Uh, definitely major news outlets were ranting and raving about this game. Um, and I think it's something that I will be picking up next year to play along as we play along through our 2012 list. Um, you didn't have a chance to play, did you? I did not. It okay. did come out on PC as well. Oh, did it? Yeah. Um, but I have not. I don't own it yet, but I okay. will very, very soon. 
Maybe it did come out on other platforms. I I was I felt like it was a Nintendo Switch exclusive, or maybe an, an initially. It's a Nintendo Switch exclusive as far as the console scene is concerned. Okay. Um, but it is it did originally release on PC. Okay. Uh, best family game. I was not shocked by this. I was actually super excited. And the thing that that I I loved is it went again. It went up against some heavy hitters. It went up against Mario Tennis, Super Mario Party. Uh, I guess Nintendo Labo is a family game. I guess it's more of an experimental game. Um, and Starling yeah. Battle, but Overcooked 2 won Best Family Game of the Year. And, like, how true is that? Uh, very true. I, if I recall correctly, we had Phil the Chef on when we reviewed that one. Phil the Chef! World premiere. World premiere. Phil the Chef on Real Dudes Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Which technically he did premiere, you know, on our show earlier this year at the beginning. Yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, we love that game. We love playing that with Phil. We love playing that with each other and by ourselves. And we had a fantastic time. And looking at the list uh, for best family game, it went up against three Nintendo games and a Ubisoft game being Starlink Battle for Atlas, which I heard uh, was also really good. But the mm-hmm. fact that an indie won uh, that award. Uh, I think set, speaks volumes for how good oh, Overcooked yeah. 2 is. Yeah. I'm excited to see what Ghost Town Games' next game will be. Uh, with this, like, I'm sure this has boosted their ego quite a bit, and like they're ready to go headstrong for their next title. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> um, all right. So, best action game. Nominees, Call of Duty 4, Black Ops, or Call of Duty <laughs> Black Ops 4. Not Call of Duty 4. Uh, Dead Cells. Same thing. Destiny 2 Forsaken. Which was great. I'm really glad it got nominated because that story was fantastic. I agree. But it did not win. No, I did not play Forsaken. I played the original Destiny 2. Well, you know we game sure, so technically you have it. That's true. Uh, Far Cry 5 and Mega Man 11, which Mega Man 11 has received a lot of hype as well. But, Mm -hmm. like I said... We've got some heavy hitters. Uh, when it comes to action, Call of Duty is uh, a fan favorite among gamers in general. Far Cry 5 is known for their, de- uh, their deep storytelling and their, uh, I guess you could say, creative combat. Sure. Like, um, and then uh, Destiny 2 is obviously, we, we all know about that. But Dead Cells 1. Again, World's premiere. Motion Twin, creators of Dead Cell. Uh one and again, I think this is a huge achievement uh, for these smaller titles because, um, you know, you look at the the uh, the amount of money that have gone into the other games outside of Dead Cells. Not saying that Dead Cells wasn't a cheap game to make at all by any means, but you know, it's not not as big as what you know Call of Duty is. I mean, you know. You go out to mm-hmm. 10 different people and say, hey, you know, the new Call of Duty's coming out, or hey, you know, the new Far Cry's coming out, or hey, you know, the new Mega Man's coming out. I mean, they they all have an idea of what that is. You go, hey, Dead Cells come out. What is that? Yeah, that's true. And don't forget, Activision spent billions of dollars on Bungie to make Destiny as well. Yeah. So, I mean, there's been a lot of money that's being thrown around in those titles alone. And like you said, I, I by no means, I don't think Dead Cells was cheap to make, but compared to these titles, it was cheap to make. Uh, and mm-hmm. it doesn't feel uh, at all like a game that was cheap. 
Uh, it feels like on par with these AAA titles. And it's a game that as soon as you pick it up, you're not going to want to put it down. Like, it is that good, yeah. and I do believe it deserves best action game. I agree. I agree. Um, moving up the list, best debut indie game, The Messenger, uh, went up. What you got for me? Uh, I, I didn't play The Messenger, but I know that it is a, um, a... What is the word when it's like a callback to something? It is a throwback to the Ninja Gaiden games. Yes. And it does a, a fun thing, switching between like 8-bit and 16-bit graphics uh, as you go through levels. Um, so I feel like this is another game that we probably will end up playing in the future, but uh, congratulations to Sabotage Studio for winning that, going against uh, uh, Yoku's Island, Donut County, and uh, Florence and Moss. Well, which I will say, uh, out of that list, I was a huge fan of Donut County, and mm-hmm. I was a little sad that it did not win. But, you know, The Messenger is also fantastic. I haven't had any chance to play that yet, uh, but I hear great things about it. Yep. Um, all right, so here, this is... Let me look here real quick. I guess we'll go with that one. So the next two that I see going back-to-back, uh, Best Independent Game... Obviously, uh, I'll just go ahead and just go through the list, list, and I'm sure you guys can probably pick out the winner. At least, I know I can. Uh, starting with Celeste, Dead Cells, Into the Breach, Return of the Obra Dinn, and The Messenger. I wonder which one. I don't know. <laughs> Celeste won Best Indie Game of the Year, and uh, kudos to Matt Makes Games. Uh, they're known for uh, Towerfall as well. Um I, I think that this is possibly the pro- the correct choice. Although, the games that it did go against, you know, Dead Cells, Into the Breach, Return of Oberdin, um, which uh, Return to o- of the Oberdin was the same creators of Papers, Please, which was a huge success uh, when it released as well. Um, and then, obviously, The Messenger. I mean, they're all solid games. They are all recognized by lots of gamers, recognized by major outlets, um, but yeah, I, I think that's correct. Celeste won best indie game of the year, and deservedly so. Celeste is one of the most beautiful games I have played this year, and you have no excuse to not play Celeste. It is literally available for every single platform, and it is a beautiful, wonderfully done story. And there are not many games that will literally put the gameplay itself into the story like you cannot experience that game if you put it on easy mode like it is not the right way to play that game no definitely for sure but going hand in hand with that uh it also (coughs) won games for impact so you know you talk about not playing it in easy mode playing it on a higher difficulty the gameplay itself is challenging and fun but the story itself is like right there with it. I mean, it, yeah. it goes deep into uh, mental struggles and dealing with uh, self-doubt and depression and stuff. Yeah, and it's not just about that stuff. It's, um, I think it's, in a way, a way to overcome if you're feeling in the way that Celeste does. 
Yeah. Throughout the game, and I think that's just so wonderfully told and very well done. Mm-hmm. And not many games will do that. You know, you might hit on certain aspects, but not many games will make you feel empowered despite you feeling that way. Yes. Yeah. It, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, the mountain that you are trying to overcome could symbolically mean the mountain that you are mentally overcoming as well. For sure. And so many more uh, deeper meanings and symbolism with that topic. But I can't sit, I can sit here and, and tell everyone out there listening right now, like how great and how wonderfully done that story is, but you will have to experience it yourself to feel what Kyle and I feel about this game. Yep. Completely agree. Don't want to go any more into it because I feel like the episode that we end up recording will probably talk a little bit more about it. For sure. For sure. Um, the last two things that I wanted to mention, best art direction is Return of Oberdin. Again, that is the creators of Papers, Please. Uh, very interesting art direction. Uh, kind of like 3D, staticky type uh, vibes to it. And mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, a mystery game. I have not played it. It is out for Steam, PC players. Uh, I don't know if it's out for PS4. If it is, then I'm picking it up. But I'm pretty pretty sure it's out for... Excuse me, PC only. I believe um, you're right. Last uh, game of the year did not go to an indie, but shout out to Celeste for making it even as a nominee. Uh, running against Assassin's Creed Odyssey, God of War, Spider-Man, Monster in the World, and Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, God of War won game of the year this year for 2018, uh, but I mean, that's that's a huge accomplishment to have a game uh, created by just a couple individuals to run up against such powerhouse of uh, titles. Agreed. Completely agreed. I mean, I think that is huge for the indie scene and the indie market out there because it goes to show you that an independent game isn't just garbage, uh, mm-hmm. as some might think, just because it's made by a few people or whatever. But it can go up against the big boys just as much. Yeah. Um, I really, really enjoyed this year's uh, Game Awards. Last year's was a little, eh, especially when uh, the creators of A Way Out. I was came about on to stage. say when the yeah. dude from A Way Out came on stage, that was the highlight. Yeah, he. Yeah, but he made <laughs> a an appearance again this year. Um, this year just to me, and I don't, I kind of feel like I might be in the minority but I felt like it was better than E3. I feel like for showcasing games, mm-hmm. for just building general hype for gamers, mm-hmm. like, it just it nailed it. And it got right to the point, you know, we wanted to see game trailers, we wanted to see winners of our favorite games, but, you know, I, I felt like at E3 this year, I just kind of sat around twiddling my thumb, just watching what's <clears throat> next, watching who's going to perform next watching on the stage, watching. Huh? Watching the Flute Man at Sony? Yeah, watching Flute Man at Sony and just, you know, we just want to see games. I I agree. The majority of your audience is watching from home on Twitch or YouTube. We're not going to experience the Flute Man the same way that people in the audience are. And even the people in the audience are probably like, where where is our games? Yeah, yeah. And I heard that the Sony conference for people who were there was very weird and odd and confusing and just I yep. 
not. It it was just as bad for us watching it at home as for those experiencing it in the theater. So this year at the 2018 Game Awards, they showcased uh, or world premiere. World premiere. Uh, a bunch of different games um, from developers that we love and know and new developers. Well, well, just developers that we love and know. Uh, going through a couple of these announcements. Uh, first and foremost, uh, you and I have played a little bit of Ashen. We have, we have. We were playing that last night. It's a very Dark Soulsy kind of style action uh, role playing game. It's if you're that's not your thing. This isn't your thing, but it is a lot of fun. It's you know yeah. got that. It, it, imagine Dark Souls with an indie look to it, really. Yeah, it's uh, co op as well, and it is available on Xbox One and PC. Uh, it looks like a mashup, and I said this when I was playing last night. A mashup between. Uh, the Soul series and RuneScape, like the graphics, the aesthetic of it, just for some reason reminds me of RuneScape. I don't know why, but it does. Maybe uh, you guys that do end up playing it, you might get that same vibe as well. Uh, Super Giant came up and released a new game that's in early access right now. Uh, so you know them for Bastion, Transistor, and Pyre. A uh, new game called Hades that is. Uh, that dives into like Greek, Greek, Greek. I can't say it. Greek mythology, um, and you know, I had just recently played through Transistor, and uh, we'll be discussing that. Spoiler alert: the future episode um, for the Switch. And when I watched this being played, it reminded me uh, so much of Transistor. The the RPG style of it and the combat of it, mm-hmm. uh, very very similar. Like almost like they just reskinned the game. Not saying they did, but just it, that's how much it reminded me of Transistor. Do you think we can get Darren Corbin again and talk about Hades? Uh possibly, possibly. He is one cool dude that he is writes a very cool dude. Fantastic music. Um, speaking of fantastic music, and I know that this doesn't have to do with Game Awards, but Below is releasing this month, which uh, is crazy creators of uh the original mobile game not the og mobile game but uh originally released on mobile uh super brothers swords and sorcery uh if you i still think that that is one of my favorite um uh soundtracks in gaming period uh jim guthrie is the composer behind that game and uh, it is, uh, it's very interesting. And below itself also looks like a Souls-like game. I thought it will be releasing later this uh, month. I, I don't know if it'll be fourteenth, something later. Anyways, there's a couple other games that released. Um, don't forget about The Pathless. Yes, which yes, had a uh, yes. World premiere. Yes, and last year we played Abzu. Which, which was beautiful game. Oh, gorgeous. And so much fun. Uh, they, they nailed underwater gaming. Yes, which is not easy to do. No, for sure. Um, so it's the creators of Abzu. It's an adventure game um, that, in the same way, reminds you of Abzu. Uh, it's gorgeous. Uh, the music is enchanting. I think that's a good word for that. Yeah, that's a good word. That's a good 
Good word, yeah. And in the trailer, you you it's not game, it's not a gameplay trailer, it's a cinematic trailer, but you are the the protagonist is running through what is to be like woods with a bird companion. So, yes, not a whole a lot that we know about that. But if I am correct, that is the same game that um, Matt from Gamerheads might be working on. Matt Christian is working on. No, that's not it. I. Uh, okay. I don't remember. Um. Maybe, I, have, maybe. I have to look this up real quick. So do some filibuster, and I mm-hmm. will let you know here in a second. Uh, so our friends from No Man's Skies, not our personal friends, but, you know, that team that made that huge game, uh, No Man's Skies, uh, is releasing The Last Campfire, uh, which uh, has a bunch of cute little creatures in it and uh not 100% sure what's going on in it. I know for sure that you know they they didn't get the best rap for No Man's Skies. Everybody was super excited about No Man's Skies release and I know Carrington you played quite a bit of it. Indeed. But it, it got a bad rap in the end. I feel like a lot of people were kind of upset with it. So hopefully this can be somewhat of a redemption for them. And uh, in the trailer, they're kind of rowing a boat through streams, these cute little characters. It's real colorful. They almost remind me of Ewoks in a way, how they're walking around and stuff and wiggling their butts with their packs on it, backpacks or something on it. But I don't know. There's a lot of good-looking indie titles that are coming out, and I think The Last Campfire was kind of the one that wrapped it up. Uh did you figure out who Matt Christian or what game yeah, Matt Christian, Matt Christian is? Yeah, Matt It's Human Head Studios. I think the game is. Uh, I don't know. I can't. I can't find the name of that okay. new game they're working on. It is Rune. Sorry, it's Rune. R U N E. Okay. Which so. looked really good. I I remember seeing like that. Uh, the logo, the Human Head Studios, and I, I texted you immediately. I'm like, um, yeah. is that Matt Christensen? Is that the game company he works for? And you're like, I don't know. So I tweeted him, Matt Christian, and he was like, hey, that's us. I was so happy. Yep. Uh, so I think that is mostly it. Yeah, Rune, uh, Rise Warrior. Um, is there anything... That stood out to you throughout? Like, is there anything in particular that we didn't touch on that stood out to you? Or, or do you think that we. As far as kinda... indie gamers related, I think we touched on everything. Okay. Um, I think my the biggest surprise for me, which is completely out of left field, on, there were two on. things. On the count. One was I... the Outer Worlds. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Oh, okay. Hello? Hello? Hey, all right, go ahead. Sorry. Okay. There were two things. Uh, one was from Obsidian, that Outer Worlds. Uh, trailer, which looked pretty good. Um, it was that style of, you know, Fallout with meets Borderlands kind of thing. It was mm-hmm. just a really real well-done trailer. And I think the fact that um, it's Obsidian, you know, everyone's excited to see. Yeah. And the fact that somehow, through some way, Nintendo got Joker from Persona 5 to come to Smash Brothers. I've never played that game before in my life. Because yeah. uh, that game's only available on PlayStation. 
So I was I was shocked to see that announcement um, and surprised. Maybe we'll see Persona Five on the Switch in the future. I'm thinking so. Like I'm not gonna lie. It, it's a it's a huge possibility that may happen. Yep. I think that we skipped one thing. What's up? Uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance Three. Oh my gosh. Okay, so here's the thing. That's a Switch only game, as far as we know. Yeah. And that's huge for the Switch. Like, let's say, let's say, just for example, it has a multi console release. Hypothetically, right? The fact yeah. that it was advertised as a Switch game is huge. You know, I oh, can't yeah. tell you, like, I mean, even with Destiny, let's say, take Destiny, for example. I know so many people that think it's just a PlayStation game based on marketing. So just with yeah. uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, if it's marketing based, if it's a multi console release, the fact that it's being advertised on the Switch is huge. Yeah. Oh, I completely agree. And just that we have Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. Like, 1 and 2 were so good. Oh, and yeah. It, and besides Diablo, I mean, we don't really have a whole lot of dungeon crawlers like in that style. So I'm excited, you know, to be able to go back and play that. And hopefully with online play with my friends. Playing, you know, four different heroes on a map, leveling up and wrecking bosses oh yeah and i wouldn't be surprised if we saw one and two re-release on the switch as well around that same time i agree yep which means is it possible that marvel characters could possibly pop up into smash anything's possible yep iron man spider-man wolverine guardians of the galaxy moon knight World premiere. Batman. Green Lantern. Robin. Quail Man. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I'm excited for that. But, yeah, uh, Obsidian's new game, uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance. It's going to be a good couple years of gaming coming up for sure. And we look forward to 2019. Carrington. Yes, sir. Where can our listeners find us? If you want to find us, look us up on the good old tweeters, realdudes underscore pod, or if you want to check us out on the Instagrams or the Facebook at realdudespodcast, you should go ahead and look us up on the good old twitch.tv slash realdudespod, and we're also on YouTube, realdudespodcast. And if you want to email us any of your questions, comments, concerns, or any world premieres, you may have at podcast at realdudespodcast.com. And you can check out our website, realdudespodcast.com. And at our website, you can also buy our merch. You can get some shirts. You can get some mugs. You can get some wristbands. You can get some aprons if you're a chef. Phil, Phil the Chef, shout out. And you can also be cool and support the show by writing a review review on uh, iTunes or Podbean or wherever you listen to us. Uh, share us with your friends and and lastly uh coming up in the future there's this thing called minecraft hardcore mode that i'm unfamiliar with oh man but you're in for a treat in for a treat back in the day long before this podcast i have done such a thing i'm excited to do this again 
So, uh, our friend over at YouTube, uh, Jenny, Ready Jenny, R E D Y J E N N Y, uh, is is uh, uh, what's the word? Herding together some fellow entertainers uh, to do a session of Minecraft Hardcore mode. Uh, we are planning to be on there. She's going to release it episodically. You can check out um, the trailer to uh, Minecraft Hardcore mode by her. Uh, I guess we could probably just leave the link in our info below. Yeah, in the show notes. Check them out. Yep. So other than that, uh, we want to thank you for listening. Thank you for taking your time to chill with us. Uh, feel free to hit us up on the interwebs where Carrington mentioned and have a rad day. World premiere.
Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations.